first in the tank is a solution to a serious problem in the kitchen. Hi Sharks, I'm Laura Lady, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and today I'm seeking $250,000 for 10% stake in my company, Fryaway. Sharks, there's a huge, stinking, rotting monster. Whatever you're doing right now, I need you to stop what you're doing and give some super claps to Super Laura Lady. Woo! Welcome, Laura. How are you doing today? I'm great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so glad that we were able to make this work with our schedules and everything that, you know, all the craziness that gets in the way of being able to just sit down and have a great conversation. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Laura, let's jump right into what was your relationship with Shark Tank prior to ever thinking you would get to go on Shark Tank? Did you were you a fan, not a fan, never heard of it? How's your Yeah, no, my relationship was as, as an avid spectator. Um I you know, I feel like I've uh gotten to know the sharks quite well through the years and um so and I know we're going to get to this, but when uh when Shark Tank came calling, I was extremely excited. And it did come calling. Um, so I, I guess they reached out to you uh, about being on the show, not you applying. That's correct. Um, yeah. You know, I had not really considered applying for the show, um, at least not not at, at the time that it all happened. Um, I mean, at, by the time um, I went on Shark Tank, my business had been live for um, one year, exactly one year. Um, and you know, if I had had my way, I probably would have wanted to wait a little bit longer just to have a little bit more, um, you know, financial history, business history under my belt. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that anyone that I spoke to about my product, um, would immediately say, oh my God, you've got to be on Shark Tank. Um, so I hadn't heard it enough times, um, to know that, you know, the seed was, was planted, um, so when they contacted me, um, you know, how do you say no? Like you just don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't turn down Shark Tank. Did you, did you believe it? Was it, you know, did you feel like, oh, it, it, like this must, this must be a scam, right? Like this can't I totally, be. absolutely thought it was a scam. I mean, I get so many scam, um, emails, um, God, every day and I've, you know, I keep myself from clicking on any attachment. I've told, you know, anyone that works with me, they're not allowed to click on any attachment because yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a fact of life. Um, and so when I got the email, I of course did my due diligence and I, you know, searched for the person and sure enough, it was, um, it was, it was legit. Um, so uh, we, yeah, scheduled some time to talk and um, got some of the, you know, the, the deets, the background and, and a little bit of information on what the process would look like. And um, I had a little bit of time to think about it. But honestly, there just there wasn't that much to think about. Um, it was absolutely something that um, that I knew I had to do. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, you know, I get tons of scam emails as well, um, all kinds. And now I, I was I was just listening uh, now we have to be careful even with phone calls because uh, not, I mean, yeah, obviously to be careful with phone calls before, but, but now they can train a voice to sound like anybody with just yeah. a few, like a few sentences. Um, and it, that's to me, that's super scary. Cause that just means that it's, it's going to be like that much harder to know that you're actually talking to the person that you think you're talking to Absolutely. Um, going forward. 
Yeah. And I mean, your information is out there everywhere. So there's access. Um, and uh, it's not that hard to to get into someone's inbox. Right. So, yeah, you have to be super vigilant because before you know it, um, you've you know, you've been fished or scammed or whatever the correct term is of, of the day. Um, and um, as you know, as a, a growing business, I feel like you do have a bit of a target on your back, um, especially even before Shark Tank, um, we had gotten quite a bit of press coverage. And so as that starts growing and your visibility starts growing, um, you just have to be careful because there is somebody out there who's just trying to take it away from you, um, as crazy as that sounds. No, it's not crazy at all. In fact, we had our first scam bots here on the channel in the comments, people posing as me oh my God. Uh, or bots posing as me, I should say, yeah. uh, saying like, you know, contact such and such on WhatsApp. And it's like, no, that's definitely not me. Um, God, that's I, I I thought it would take a lot longer before I got that kind of notoriety to have, have <laughs> bots <laughs> you know, going after me. Um or my my people, my, my the super community at that, right? So right. But um, but so you so you you make the decision that you're going to you know go forward with it. Uh, let's talk about how you balance the gauntlet that is being on Shark Tank with a business. With I uh, do you have a, a any family like kids or or family or anything like I that? I do. I have. I do have a family. Um, I have a husband who's. Uh, like unbelievably supportive and amazing. And I have two young kids, um, a five-year-old and a nine-year-old um, babies. And um, so balancing that with, uh, you know, a growing business and applying to Shark Tank, I, I mean, sh applying to Shark Tank is a full-time job. It is not, <laughs> it is not, oh, let me do this on the side, especially as you get closer to your filming, because you've got to make sure that everything happens the way you want it to happen. Right. Like you're you're responsible for how your brand is portrayed. And and uh, and that's a lot. Um, and there's a lot of, um, you know, behind the scenes stuff that happens that I, I can't really talk about. But there's a lot of preparation that goes into um, being on the show. And uh, it, it does take uh, it takes a toll. It takes a lot of time. And so, of course, along that process, um, you know, and I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for every entrepreneur that's been on this, but the first thing that I I set aside was was my own personal health and well being. Um, I mean, for the months leading up to Shark Tank, I lived like a sorority girl. I mean, or or a frat boy, however you want to um, describe it. You know, it's like. Um, oh, oh crap. I didn't eat lunch. Wait, there's a bag of chips here. Oh wait. And there's a, there's an open Coke from yesterday. Let me have that. You know, it's like, you're just, you're surviving. Um, and that's what that whole period was like. It was a blur. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's intense, but uh, I have no regrets. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can imagine that, uh, I mean, cause you're, cause you're, you're trying to condense time, right? Like you're, you're literally trying to mold time. So you have time for your, your family. And, and as somebody who has a, a five and a seven year old, I, I know, I know yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, it's rough. Um, trying to do all that and, um, and then trying to fit shark tank, uh, the, the, you know, the gauntlet that is that, uh, into your life is, is it's intense just for that, the sake of that, right? Like, yeah. You know, having your own business is one thing. Having your own family is one thing. Having both is is tough enough. And then yeah. and making it all work and then putting that in is like adding another full-time job 
on top of everything. Um, yeah. So th that is an accomplishment of itself, just getting to go through that. Um, now, co going through the process, you came up with your initial offer, which was 250000 for 10%. Uh, walk, me th walk us through how you, you decided to come to that number. Um, you know, for me, it was pretty straightforward. I, um, I took a look at what my, my sales were, um, projected through the end of the year with everything that I knew was coming, um, through the pipeline. Um, I think the tough part going in front of the sharks is that, um, they're not really paying attention to, to what the future, um, is going to bring even the immediate, the immediate future. They're looking at, you know, cash in hand, like what are your sales right now? What is your profitability right now? Um, and that's, it, it feels to me like that's really what your valuation is based on. Um, and sure, you know, the potential is there, but the potential is what helps seal the deal, not necessarily increase the valuation. Um, so um, I, I think, you know, watching a ton of shows, um, I mean, I, I did my homework. I, I was up every night watching every episode ever made, taking notes, analyzing, you know, trying to find trends and, and, and tricks and tips and trying to figure out how I was going to navigate it. Um, but it, it seemed pretty straightforward. It's like, whatever you go in with, they're going to ask for double. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Um, so, you know, preparing for, for that piece was just really going in with a thought to, okay, well, you know, what am I doing this for? And what am I really honestly willing to give up? And what am I expecting? Yeah. What am I expecting in return? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's so often that we see the sharks do, you know, do ask for double. And, um, and as I always say, anything over 300,000 is really a game. Like it's a you're taking a gamble at that point as mm -hmm. to whether or not any of the sharks are, will be interested in that level of commitment of 300,000, 500,000 or more, uh, into a business, regardless of how much percentage you're, you're willing to give up or how much they are willing to ask for and, yeah. and take. Right. So, um, so I think at coming at 250, it, you know, I think is, is like just below, it's just below that 300 number. And obviously, um, you went in thinking this number of 10% could easily be 20% from, yeah. from what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, and, um, I was prepared to, I, I was prepared to, to fight for, for my, my business. I think once you're in the tank, um, some of that kind of goes out the window with all the excitement, right? Like you're like, Oh my God, I got an offer. What? <laughs> you know, you're like, yes, yes, I'll take it. Um, uh, before you really, before you really think, think it through, you get kind of caught up in, 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 in the emotion and the excitement of it all. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm really happy with, the way that my pitch went on on the Shark Tank, I felt so supported um, from the moment I walked in um, to the tank, and um, you know, of course, you you get a little jittery and, um, and and the nerves start setting in as soon as you walk in and you see these people that you know you've seen a million times on screen and you're seeing them live in person in front of you. Um, but um, you know, all it took was, was a couple of smiles and reassuring nods. And I was off to the races. That's all I needed. Yeah. I mean, well, you have a killer product. You have a, uh, a, a, oh, what's it called? A, uh, uh, a fatberg killing product which i got i got to speak to uh speak to the first time i ever heard that word was actually through uh, adam conover's adam ruins everything 
he did a whole episode talking about well, not a whole episode but a chunk of an episode talking about fatbergs uh, which i don't believe i had ever heard of prior to that um yeah. it, and and it's a it is a very very real problem that isn't just from greece but also flushable wipes and i'm putting those in air quotes for people listening to the yeah. podcast uh and other things that get flushed down the drains that should not be ever near a drain well the reality is that it's a problem that is it's it's an invisible problem right because the moment you flush something down the toilet you pour something down the drain in your mind it's gone you don't know what happens to it after that like it's it's getting taken care of it's like it's all sorted my job is done um but uh, you're absolutely right it's any waste product that gets um you know uh disposed of um through through the sewage be it a drain or, or a toilet or whatever. The problem is that oil acts like a glue. Like oil is the glue that basically just, you know, grabs all these things and, um, and, and creates the problem. So um, of course, yes, I mean, wipes are an issue. And I, there's, there's a lot of um, environmental groups trying to deal with just the flushable wipes issue. I think there's a lot more awareness of that now as well. Um, but um there is surprisingly little awareness about what happens when you pour oil down the drain. And it's been a shocker for me, um, you know, to speak with friends and family and, you know, just anyone that you would really think that they would know better. Um, and, you know, they tell you, oh, wait, what? I can't pour it down the drain. I'm like, no, you can't pour it down the drain. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> so... It's um it, it's it's surprising and um and it's something that I'm really passionate about. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, there's that, and then like, but just to pile on with the oh, I didn't know I shouldn't flush that down the drain. Like medicines, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like we all drink from this water too. It, right, it gets clean, right. but but like, there's been plenty of research done. It's like, yeah, you know, you're drinking antidepressants, and I mean, not to mention <laughs> the the 23 credit cards a year that we digest uh, right. just through drinking water, which I I, I think it was only a. I, it feels like only like 10 years ago, they were like, you drink like, I don't know, one credit card a year or something or two credit cards a year. And and now here we are 10 years later. And it's like, yeah, it's like 22. Yeah, with all the microplastics. Yeah. 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 So, you know, take care of your water, right? And because remember, your drinking water was dinosaur pee a long time, long, 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 <laughs> long, long time ago. Because it's the same stuff that's here on the planet right we all yep. it's a com community wash <laughs> yep. it keeps getting recycled in some way or another yes uh so so going into the tank uh walk me through uh how you were feeling uh or well uh, let's talk about your your pitch right because your pit before we get to uh this scene here let's talk mm -hmm. about your your pitch and how uh you you were able to Going into like, did you feel like the shark should know what a fatberg is? No, um, because it's not it's not part of our everyday vernacular yet. It has it, it hasn't been. Um, so that's been part of my process is 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 that education process, um, and it's something that everyone needs to be educated on. When I first heard about fatbergs um, in 2015, so it's been it's been quite a few years now. I had the same feeling like what like this is a thing this really happens what and what human beings are are the cause no like the, we've got to do something about this um so yeah absolutely i felt like i needed to go in there and 
um, educate them on on what these things are, um, why they're a problem, and what causes them, and ultimately why Fryaway is the solution. Yeah. Oh, I, I, absolutely. And and I mean, not only just for the sharks, but for you know all of uh, the world uh, on this this global platform known as Shark Tank. Um, yeah. So so I like. Did that? Did you feel like it was going to take long? Like your pitch, your initial pitch was going to take longer than maybe expected to give that education process. Then, like, um, say, like, oh, make your 60, 60 second pitch. Well, well, fatbergs are a problem. And like, whoa, slow down. Like, what? What are you talking? What, what's a, what's a fatberg? <laughs> like, tell um, me that first. Yeah, I mean the the getting the pitch down to the right um, the right length was a challenge, um, but. Um, I think, you know, I, I've spent so much time talking about this and living it that I do feel like I've been able to dial it down and, and, and kind of, um, be able to deliver it in something that's really digestible. So, um, it, it, I, I kind of landed on the pitch pretty quickly, to be honest. Like I knew what it was that I needed to say. Um, and to, to really get the idea across, it was important to have some sort of visual, um, to show what it was, which is why during during the pitch they did cut to um, images of fatbergs because you have you you can't conceptualize what something like this looks like, right? Um, so it uh, it was important to me to to be able to show that to be able to show really how grotesque and disgusting things these things are. Mm, uh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I, and I think that goes a long way in explaining it, right. Being able to show it and, uh, you know, once people can get their hands on something, then it, then it's like, Oh, I, I get it now. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes it, 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 it isn't just like, I don't want to say an imaginary problem, but like, it makes it real. Right. It, it, it takes yeah. this concept. It's like, Oh, I can see this. Yeah. Um, now I can not only just, uh, hear the description of it and like, Oh, that sounds disgusting, but I see it. And it's like, Oh God. That's not happened in my drain, is it? Because, uh, you know, I've had my drains clogged here a few times, uh, all the way out to the street, and yeah. that is not fun. Let alone our whole sewer system being <laughs> backed up. Well, and that's the thing is that it's, um, you know, it like you said, it's it's an it's an invisible problem, but um, it's not so invisible in that municipalities spend millions of dollars every year, um, clearing these things out of the sewer. Um, I think New York City alone, I think, spends like, you know, tens of millions of dollars every year. Um, and it's they're not doing it out of the kindness of their hearts. Where do you think they're getting that money from? It's going right back to our utility bills. So we're paying for it. Um, we just don't know what we're paying for. So, um, you know, in some way or another, it's going to come back. It's going to come back as as a higher utility bill. It's going to come back in the form of a really high plumbing bill because your your own um you know sink or or plumbing is clogged um or you know what we're starting to see more and more is those sewer overflows you know when there's a blockage um in the sewer and it rains that water has nowhere to go so it just comes right back up and it contaminates our water resources so you know a couple months ago not even like a month ago they had, there were like a hundred fatbergs floating on Toronto's waterfront. How disgusting is that? Like that's where, you know, during the summer, that's where you want to spend time with your family and you've got these, you know, massive, you know, waste and fat blockages floating in the water. It's, it's gross.
Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a heart attack just waiting to happen there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Floating totally. through the bloodstream, you know, and the life stream, you know, water being the life stream, you know, the water, yeah. the blood of our of our lives. Um, yeah, I, I'd say so. So, Laura, walk me through how you were feeling walking down, uh, walking down the the uh, hallway there. I was about, to, I always want to say aisle because it just yeah it, always, it fits. But <laughs> walking down the uh, the hallway there, how are you, how are you feeling? Um, you know, I was, I was super excited. Um, there's a lot of waiting, you know, it's like the hurry up and wait type of situation, um, where you're just kind of waiting to be called, like waiting to be told, okay, you're up. Um, and, and you get, you know, moved from room to room. And so when they finally said, okay, you're next, I'm like, oh my God, it's really happening. And of course, you know, you've got, you've got the nerves and the butterflies and all that stuff. Um, but I think the moment, the, the moment the cameraman starts counting down and those double doors open, it's, it's on, you know, there's no turning back. You've just got to do, you got to do your thing. And so I, you know, strutted down that hallway and the next set of double doors opened and there they were. And I just stood there and, and gave them my biggest smile. Meanwhile, my legs felt like absolute jello. Like I could have just melted into the carpet but as soon as I started talking, all of that fell away and I was in my element and I was just, I was ready to, to educate and, and to, to let them, you know, let, let the world know what, what, what this was about, what Fryway is about and what I'm about. That, yeah, well, that is, that is awesome. Uh, so when you, uh, you know, when you went in there, did you have a, a shark in mind that you were, or multiple sharks in mind that you were looking to do a deal with? I really didn't. I mean, I didn't actually find out um, until right before um, who was going to be there. Um, and, and, you know, I think other entrepreneurs probably mentioned that you, you really don't get a whole lot of information. There's a lot of um, like, just, you know, just be prepared, be prepared for whatever. And, um, and so that's what I did. I focused more on the preparation and, um, and not so much on what I wanted the outcome to be. And I think that's just kind of how I am. I, 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 I'm, I'm prepared and I go with the flow, you know, that's just, that's just how I am. So you, what you're saying is you didn't have a shark that you had in mind. Not really. No. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, you, you start going through the sharks, uh, and you know, it seems like they're not necessarily all, you know, a feeding frenzy over it. Um, and you get down to, well, Mark, Mark, there was, there was some like Mark's out, Mark's not out, uh, confusion, uh, and then, and Lori, you know, was the, was the only one up that was willing to make an offer at that point. Right. And, yeah. Go ahead. So, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, no. So yeah, there was, um, you know, there was a lot of discussion, um, about, you know, went through all the financials and, um, the, the history of the business and, um, you know, how I got started, how it was going, what the, you know, what the, the future looked like for Fryway. Um, and I think, you know, when it came down to it, um, the sharks kind of got hung up on the fried food situation, you know, like, like, oh, I don't eat fried foods. And so I'm not sure this is the right product for me. Um, and I respect that. I, I think, um, 
I, I think it's a, a little short-sighted because who doesn't like fried food? Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, fried food is joy. Come on. Um, but you know, power to you. Um, if that's, if it's not your thing and you don't see the potential, then, you know, respect. Um, and so that was, um, Kevin and Robert. And um, and then Mark started kind of going down the route, not so much of not eating fried foods, because, I mean, come on, Mark's got to eat fried food. Um, <laughs> but uh, he started going down the route of air fryers. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, sure, there's there's a lot of people that use air fryers. There's a hell of a lot of people in this country that fry food. Um, and, you know, my sales kind of show that. Yeah, so so I I actually I forgot um that they had eluded my mind that that you know Kevin said that and and I and I don't remember what I said in the in the video you know in my video uh review but rewatching that today uh, I you know I just was like that has it doesn't matter if you you fry food or not it's about solving right. a bigger problem the problem is bigger than than whether or not you eat fried food um you know, you're not endorsing eating fried food. You're endorsing the the you know salvation for our pipes. Right. You know, Respons being responsible. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think like it still would make sense, even though like, look, I don't eat fried food, but if I did, I would be using this, and I recommend everybody that as Chef Wonderful, you know, cook and and dispose of your fried um oil, your cooking oils uh with this for fry away. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, to to each his own. But um, you didn't, you didn't, you. Well, I mean, at least in the video, you didn't push back on that at all. Uh, in the video, it showed it. like it is it like a Mark Spart started speaking right after that. So I didn't know if like there was more there, and they cut it, or you know, if you put like if you did push back on him. Yeah, no, there's a lot more. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they show a, a, an edited segment, um, and and that edited set segment jumps around quite a bit, so it's not linear, um, or it's it's not a linear conversation. Um, and, um, so there was a lot, of, a lot of discussion. I didn't push back, um, on, on either offer, um, mainly because I felt like if we weren't philosophically aligned, then it wasn't meant to be. Um, and so it just, um, you know, I, I just thought, okay, that's, I, I, I respect your, your position and, um, and, and appreciate, you know, your feedback. Um, Mo that's right. <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. You know, now that I'm thinking about my review video, I think that it was uh, the honesty in in uh, in in promotion or advertisement or whatever. And the whole FTX thing was blowing up around you know around him at the time. And I'm like, yo, bro, come on. Yeah, <laughs> come, come on, come yeah, on. I do remember <laughs> you saying that actually. <laughs> yeah, and I probably forgot that I said that, but now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I did say that, and yeah. Um, you know, so I, I it's not, and and look, that is his, it is his prerogative to to feel that way or whatever. But uh, about about fried food, but you know, it's and and obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and he, this was filmed way before. You know, well, I don't know. Did you film in September or September yeah. or did you? Oh, okay. September, so it wasn't yeah. that far away from when everything. Well, fell. it was like five months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, but it wasn't July when the earlier part of the seasons was filming. No. Um. Yeah, so you know, I 
it's just it's just I, I you know things come back to bite you in the butt um Anyway, uh, so Lori offers a deal. Mark decides to jump in, um, and you kind of go back and forth with whether or not to, you know, wrangling with whether or not to give up that much equity all at once yeah. uh, in the business. Um, talk, walk us through your 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 you know your mindset and what you were thinking at the time. Um, you know, walking in, I I had thought that I would not go over 20%. That was just, I was, that was my limit. Um, and, um, as you know, once I, once there were two sharks on the table, um, that changed, that changed things because, you know, if, you know, if you, if you break it down, I know it's, you know, it's an extra two percentage points. Um, but, um, but you're, you're increasing exponentially, um, the amount of support and, um, and network that you have access to. And so that was worth the extra two percentage points to me. Um, quite simply, like it, it's, uh, it was a snap decision and I don't regret it. Yeah. As I, I don't think you, you should, um, because of the fact that, see, one, one thing that I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about is when you have two sharks, they're not, you're not giving up control uh, that much control of the company to one person it is now right. divided to two people right. so you know it's like oh i gave up 50 percent. yeah but you gave it up to like two people so it's 25 and 25 one of those could seek an exit at any point right yep. but, or anything could happen um at that point uh and and so it's not just like oh now they become my 50 50 partner or 49 percent or whatever partner uh because it's not right. It's three people or four people or five people involved. Yeah. And, and I think that that um, changes the opportunity all at once to have, like you said, to have that access to that network, you just doubled the or triple or quadruple the size of the network because of which shark, you know, in which uh, arena they are um, most aligned with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and op, uh, uh, access to more capital, right? More access to more phone calls being returned. More access right. to your your episode being replayed because yeah, not every episode has one where two sharks get on a deal. Right. right. Yeah, and and I'm I'm also in in probably a fortuitous position as an entrepreneur where I bootstrapped my business. Um, I don't have any debt. Um, I own my company. Um, you know, I, so. It's um, it, very, to me, very little risk um, in, in bringing on two powerhouses for 22%. I think I got the bargain in that, in that deal. You, you did, right? I mean, if you went in saying my, my ceiling is 20%, they wanted 25 and you got them to come down to 22, 2%, really one extra percent per person. Each, right. Each. I mean, yeah, you didn't get the money. You know, you didn't double the money. But you added two power players to the team. Like yeah. you're gaining a lot. Uh, and at 22%, you still retain enough percentage to be able to go and raise other money if needed outside of those two if they felt that they wanted other people to be to be involved. Yeah. You know, or if they wanted to, again, maybe take a small, a, 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 be diluted a little bit and mm-hmm. take a small a part, part of an exit and get some of their money out. Now, um, the great benefit that you have in your business is that you have a consumable, right? And we yeah. were talking when you we were talking earlier about how um, your 
you know, the, the, the sharks like to base it on sales a lot of times, but that doesn't always make sense when it's not a consumable because it's like they already bought it. They're not going to keep right. buying, you know, how many of these things are they going to buy? And in the case of, um, I just interviewed, um, uh, uh, flated and it's like, they're like, Oh, well, these should be selling so much faster or something like that. It's like, yeah. So then everybody has one. They're not buying two. So, right. so you actually want to get it because the potential for growth is there versus like, yeah, we, we're, we're like, we, we have big numbers, but we already sold everybody that's going to buy one. So yeah. maybe they'll buy yeah. another one. Maybe. No, you're point. totally right. I mean, fry away is a consumable um, and it has the potential to become a pantry staple. Right. So everybody has a kitchen, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody cooks in some form or another. Um, and even people that tell me, oh, like, I think your product's amazing, but you know, I don't really fry. And then like a week later, I get an email like, you know what, I actually do fry, I actually do have oil left over <laughs> it's your product. It's what you just don't think about it until you have to deal with it. Right. Um, but uh, and so yeah, I think that's, that's where the that's where the potential is, is that this it, it is at the end of the day, it's it's a it's it's a consumable. But it's also for grease too, right? So like if you cook steak or anything that has like grease that comes off of it, you got to be able yeah. to get rid of that grease. And if it's more than just a little, little bit that you can yeah. kind of like get in the trash can, you know what I mean? Like enough that's like yeah. the trash can's full enough where it's just going to kind of sit on stuff. You're going to want something to, to harden it. And so you can get rid of it a lot easier and definitely not putting it down the drain. Well, and grease is actually even more dangerous than, than, than oil because grease get sludgy. It doesn't fully solidify on its own. People do say, Oh, you just let it sit and it's going to solidify. No, it doesn't like it. It gets, it gets kind of gloopy. Um, and if you have a lot of it, it's, it's not, um, hard enough to just be able to toss it in the trash, which is why it gets poured down the drain. People pour bacon grease down the drain and that's worse because as that gets cold and comes into contact with water, that is going to harden in the pipes. Um, so yeah, so fry away does work on, um, on animal fats. Um, and actually you, you need less product, um, for animal fats just because it's, it's already partially, um, solidified. Mm. Well, that is, that is good to know. Um, uh, speaking on the sales side, not just the kitchens, but so I, I know in the episode, I talked about commercial kitchens and like the potential, cause like, I'm not going to buy pouch after pouch after pouch if i got a commercial kitchen i want to buy yeah. like the tub of it the how do yeah. i get the 55 gallon you know uh uh, uh what's it called um like oh, the tub God. yeah but, uh, <laughs> the well, drum. Than the drum the how do i get yeah. a drum of it? that's what i couldn't think of. thank you <laughs> um you know commercial is is absolutely a big opportunity and i get a lot of people asking me about that um i you know i'm i'm very much sustainability focused. Um, and my take on commercial is that yes, it's an opportunity, but it has to be done right. Right? Like, I sure I could sell a, a 50 pound drum of fry away to a commercial kitchen. But do I feel um, am, am I okay with them solidifying 100 gallons of oil a week and having that end up in a landfill instead of being recycled? No, I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I don't want to contribute to that. Um, and so I, I feel like um, there needs to be a better solution in place for, for a commercial. Um, and I'd love to find a way to play a part in that. 
but it's not as straightforward to me. It's not as straightforward as just saying, okay, I'm going to create a commercial pack of fry away. Um, Cause I, I honestly don't think that's the right thing to do. No, you know, ding, ding for that. Cause uh, you know, I, I didn't really think about it from that perspective in the moment about, you know, they should be recycling it and they should have access uh, to be able, you know, they, they should have somebody coming to get rid you know, dispose of it for them versus, here, like we don't have, I mean, everybody here doesn't, I guess, doesn't grease, you know, grease fry everything all of the time, five, ten, seven days a week, right? So there isn't that much, like, I don't have a grease trash can, is what I'm saying, right. <laughs> you know? Like, right. And a lot of restaurants have grease traps. Um, there's a lot of issues with, with restaurant, you know, oil collection and grease collection. I could talk about that for literally hours. Um, <laughs> but, um, but like I said, like there at the end of the day, you know, we want to be able to offer a better solution than what's available. And the the best available solution for restaurants is recycling the oil. At least yeah. for now. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree there. Um so going through your you, you get your deal with Mark and Lori, which is absolutely awesome to see. Um, are you still in due diligence or have you guys finally settled yet? Still in due diligence. It takes it a is a long process, especially with two sharks. I, yeah. my, from my understanding, once you you have that set up, it's uh, it's very because it, they each have their own caveats and things that they want uh in the deal and and it it just gets that much more trickier to uh to to navigate for a lawyer well hope uh, presumably a lawyer yeah um so yeah. okay so you you get your deal you head back home uh what's some of the the things you did in preparation for potentially getting to air a, a, in the future um so i filmed in september and um they don't tell you. I mean, you, you've heard this before. You don't get you don't get any any warning. Um, you get you get an email three weeks before, um, and so it's really hard to prepare. Um, my product is made in the U.S. I source all of my materials in the U.S. Um, and um, so, in that sense, um, I am fortunate that I can um, I have shorter lead times. And um, so, as soon as I got the email. I was on a plane um, meeting with my manufacturer, um, onboarding a new warehouse, um, just ramping up on all fronts to make sure that um, that I could I could handle the the demand. And that's without even knowing what the demand is going to be. You have no idea. Right. And um, every 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 brand is different. Um, and so. It's uh, it's tricky. It's a really tricky process to manage through. Um, I think I, I did as well as I could, but it came down to the final hour. I mean, um, I was onboarding my new warehouse and finalizing a connection to Amazon two hours before the episode airs aired. Um, so talk about last minute. And that was just so that, you know, if my Amazon inventory sold out, um, I could switch over to seller fulfilled and make sure that orders could still, you know, come in and get shipped out. Um, so that all worked fine. What didn't work so fine is that four days after Shark Tank aired, there was a big ice storm in Dallas that shut everything down. 
And of course, my new warehouse is in Dallas. Um, my manufacturers are in Dallas. Um, and everything closed, even USPS closed. Um, and so dealing with the aftermath of that, of, you know, UP, it took USPS like three weeks to recover from that, to catch up with all the backlog of orders. And people were just up in arms because they weren't getting their stuff. And that, that was more, <laughs> that was more problematic than anything else that I could have possibly prepared for. And I couldn't prepare for that. It's an act of God. How do you prepare for that? Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely is. It's uh, very difficult, especially like because you, you, you just had this huge surge of people, uh, you know, watching uh, the show and 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 they're probably thinking like, oh, it's just a little packet. It's just it's just a little like, how can you not get that to me? Like super quick. Like, come on, you should probably have. And you, you know. would not imagine how nasty people were. I mean, just downright mean and nasty. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing the best I can. And nobody knows like. You know, I'm the one up until four o'clock in the morning answering customer messages and explaining what's going on. And I'm the one processing orders and I'm the one like literally doing everything. I, I mean, I was like half the time I was just like in tears because I just didn't understand why people were being so mean over not getting an order on time. It's nuts. Yeah. Um Look, I, I get I get nasty comments in my in my comments all the time, so I know I know yeah. how nasty people can be, yeah. uh, and and that's without me knowing their address or their name <laughs> or the or you know <laughs> anything like that, or me even knowing them anything, you right. know, like yeah. just outwardly being uh, really d sad human beings. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, you know, it's, I, I get it. You know, you, you get excited about something you want it, you want to try it. Um, and, um, I, as crazy as it sounds, like, I know I probably could have just sent out an email campaign and just let people know, look, this is what's happening. Um, things are going to be late. I sent individual email messages or personally called every single one. That dessert, that's, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's grueling, um, <laughs> but that is, uh, that, that is awesome. And that, and I think that speaks to your character and the, just, you know, the kind of the, look, you, we all aspire to do certain things and be certain ways. Um, but that's like living it. Right. And that's not just talking about it. That's not just saying, uh, you know, preaching the gospel or whatever. No, no, that's living the, that, right? And yeah. and being uh, being super. What, what am I doing? That's, <laughs> that, that is being super. That is exactly the kind of stuff. Look, I I probably would have. If you came to me and said, Joe, what should I do? I I would have just said, send out that that mass email. If you want to call, call. You know, anybody who's sending a reply, anybody who replies. Yeah. And sounds not happy, maybe give them a call first, just so you're like kind of mitigating it. So you're not getting a, a deluge of, I mean, there's always going to be people that are like writing nasty things, especially over yeah. what is like a $10 product like that, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not that it's not coming, right? It's not that you're not being responsive. Yeah. Um, but I think that's super awesome that you, you, you chose to do that and you get the story to tell, right? So even though, again, grueling, especially for a mother of two uh, to be going through but that's 
that's what we do when we we want to be super and stand out and potentially have you know maybe not every single person you call is going to be a customer for life but i bet you a higher percentage is going to be a customer for for life for life after that phone call um that you that you chose to do and those individualized emails probably went a long way as well yeah yeah i'm i'm I'm, I, i know they did from the response that i got love it love it love it love it so uh, watch party. What, what did, what did you do for your watch party? I had a little get together with friends. Um, and, um, yeah, just kept it casual. You know, we, I live in the middle of the woods in New Hampshire, um, about as isolated as you can be <laughs> in rural New Hampshire. And I didn't want to force people to come out to my house. Um, so we just, you know, rented a small room, um, at a restaurant that had a TV, ordered some food and just, you know, had a good time, you know, being with each other. And, um, for me, it was really about having the people around me that have been part of my journey, um, throughout this from the beginning i mean from the from the seed of the idea all the way all the way through and so it was a really special moment for me i i'll admit i i spent more time crying (laughs) than celebrating but there were tears of joy (laughs) and what was the response as far as your website goes uh did you know did you get the traffic did you get the sales that you uh was it better than you had hoped like underperformed or yeah no it was it was crazy. Um, so the episode aired on a Friday. And what was crazy was that the episode aired at 8 p.m. and orders started coming in immediately. Um, and what followed was a weekend of full day packing. Um, my husband, myself, and even my five-year-old was packing orders. Um, everybody was working. And, um, and that's simply, we still, you know, we still have, um, we still run production for one of the SKUs here in my garage. Um, and so that was the, the, you know, that was the one, one product that we had to set ship out from here, everything else shipped out from Texas. Um, but they were long days, um, and exciting. I mean, to, to, put those, all of those boxes and, and sacks of, um, of orders in the trunk of the car and drive to the post office. And it was, it was super exciting and validating and a really proud moment for me to be able to share that, um, with my family. And, and I think part of this journey for me, um, and, and what's been, um, just, I guess, um, super motivating for me is for my daughters to be able to see everything that's happening and, and what it takes to be able to start a business and that it can all really just start with an idea. You know, you don't, there's, I think there's a misconception that, you know, you, you utter the word startup and people automatically, you know, follow that with, Oh, you know, venture capital. Um, You got to go out and raise money. And that's not the case. You can start a business with your savings. Um, and um, as long as you're willing to, to learn and put in the work, you know, you can make it happen. 
Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. And that's, I always, uh, you know, I get that question here on the channel quite a bit uh, in the live streams that I do do in the, the Q and A's like, I don't have a lot of money. Um, you know, what, 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 how do I go about get, making this idea into the dream, you know, the dream into a reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, look, start with the MVP, right? The minimum viable product, get something uh, that, you know, that you can put together and sell, mm-hmm. Uh, and then take take that next step and take that next step and take that next step. And then you don't have to necessarily, you know, find outside uh, resources. But, hey, if you are looking for somebody, I know a guy with two thumbs. <laughs> it's this guy that's investing in businesses uh, right now. So, you know, go to sh- uh, supertank.tv if you, you want, you know, up to over $10,000 in, in funding. But regardless, um, it, you know, you don't have to go that route. In fact, um, in a lot of ways, I, I always say that it's – it's easier um, to to do it when you don't have a lot of money because you will yeah. find the easiest, you know, most efficient way to do it, yeah. and you don't have big bills to pay in the meantime. It's not like, well, I have this giant house with this big, these big cars and this giant pool that we, you know, throw money into every year and like have a little good time with it, and all these other expenses that come along with having that, you know, that big paycheck. Um, and and I'm gonna quit all the yeah you know, I'm gonna quit my big paycheck to go and like do this thing like mm, mm, I don't know. And there's you no know. reason to. I mean, I I kept working um, while I started my business, and um, I, it wasn't until almost a year in that I decided to go all in on Fryaway, where it was like, okay, this is this is actually um, you know demanding more of my time, and. I I can actually replace my salary now. Um, So, yeah, so there's no reason why you can't. It might start as a side hustle, but there's no reason why it can't grow into something bigger. That's the ultimate dream, right? Um, There's also so many resources out there that you can tap into. Um, um, I've been fortunate to have incredible mentors along the way, and one of the resources I tapped into early on, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Small Business Administration Score program. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, it's incredible. Um, you know, you have a, a, a bunch of really experienced retired executives that just want to help, that want to you know pass on knowledge, um, and um, you have to look for those types of things because when you're starting out, you 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 need all the help you can get. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, a, a great example of that was uh, on the first Undercover Billionaire. Uh, I think his name was Glenn. Went and and utilized that resource to the fullest extent uh, mm-hmm. at the SBA. Um, and that I think you know any way that you can get, whether it's like through this channel, uh, going to the SBA. Don't listen to people that tell you, you got to spend a thousand dollars on my program in order to find out. Blah blah blah. Like no 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 no. That just just stop. Just stop. Stop and like get the book out. Right. Get the get the notepad out. Get the pen out and start coming up with the problems that you have to solve. And then you go down the list and you you find ways to solve those problems yeah. one at a time. I think a lot of people want the quick answer. The quick you know like oh I I created this pen and and like I was able to quit my job tomorrow because I could sell this yeah. pen to anybody and yeah, you can do it too. Right? Right? Just buy, you know, as a, just, uh, just buy my book and it'll tell you how to go and do that stuff, you know, do it too. 
Um, nice plug there, Joe. No, thank you. No, that, look, this book is uh, sales won't save your business. It's the opposite take okay. on you know going in and just trying to sell, 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 sell. You you have to optimize the business as well. Yeah. But that's later. That's a little bit later down the road than yeah. uh, like how to make a you know the 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 beginner's guide to a million bucks or something like that. Hey, you know, also, that's a, that's a yeah, no, I'm also right a really big proponent for doing things yourself um, in the beginning, because I think you really yep. need to understand every aspect of your business. And it's only going to make it easier to then be able to onboard other people and to find the right people um, to, to continue to build your business. You have to understand it yourself first. A thousand percent. My, you know, my grandfather drove that into my mind a lot, like when I was a very young kid. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it, it's it's tough because, like, sometimes, like, again, we all want the quick fix. But uh, the thing is, is when you don't understand every aspect of your business, you can be taken advantage of yeah. very quickly. Um, and and th- there might not be a lot of money to go around to make the, you know, to make those right decisions. Yeah. I always say you got three resources, right? Your money, your time, and your energy. And you're gonna pull on like one to three of those things to get it done and if you don't have a lot of money then you better have a lot of time and energy or at least some time and energy to be able to get in there to make up for you know the sweat equity as they say uh you know in in that process but yeah i i I absolutely wholeheartedly agree uh you got to know every aspect of the business uh through and through so you don't get taken advantage of and so that you can put people in place to succeed uh along the way when you start to finally be able to build that team and i think that you know it, it you don't necessarily have to go super fast it doesn't have to be a million dollar investment right out of the gate to like make it all work um in fact a lot of times you shouldn't because now you get that responsibility so it's not just your time money and energy that's that's on the line it's also this someone else's money they're you know worry about that money and then put applying pressure to you which could ultimately sink the whole ship uh without right you you might not be ready realize it yeah because you you probably won't be ready if you if you do it too soon absolutely absolutely so um and that's one of the reasons why one one of the many reasons why i'm not looking to to give a hundred thousand dollars or something crazy because it's like i want to be able to help too you know Mm -hmm. and and i'm looking for those those businesses that i like i can actively help with the business not just um you know throw money at the problem um personally but uh, so, uh, Laura, how did you come across the video, the video I shot? Um, I, so have a lot of friends and family that live in Europe and they kept asking me like, how do I watch your episode? And, um, and your segment was really the only way that people that like my family and friends in Europe could watch the show. <laughs> So one of my, one of my best friends actually sent me links. She's like, Oh my God, you've got to see this. And uh, that's how that's how I happened upon upon the show. Oh wow! Well, I mean, like it's, it's awesome that you have you know friends and and family in Europe that uh, were able to to watch the show, and it's an unintended consequence or not consequence um, nicety, I guess, of the show being on YouTube and. Yeah. Um, 
you know, gray airing the copyright and all that, but that's not the intention of the show. It's the intention is business education. And, you know, if you're watching it for all the reasons that's on you, you know, I mean, I'm not going to stop anybody from watching it and adding a little ad sense to the pot here. Heck that money's going to the, to the super tank and, you know, a portion of it's going to the super tank. So, um, so, you know, it'll go towards some benefit at some point when we find the right deal. Uh, yeah, we have a they, they enjoyed watching. They enjoyed watching the commentary too. So it was, Aww. it was kind of the, the perfect little package um, when they couldn't be here in person to, to watch it with me. So. Oh, yeah. I'm so I'm so glad to hear that. That you know, that's um, that's part you know. Again, business education. Try to make it entertaining. Try to be, you know, some of the YouTube thing. That's why I got a blue background going on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, that's 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 wonderful to hear. I'm really glad that uh, that nobody was like, wow, look at this jackass. <laughs> Just talking all over your video. I just here to watch your video. Like, cool. Just hit the fast forward button. It's it's all there. The whole thing. That's the thing I never understand. Like, I give the whole ep, the whole pitch. Everything's there from beginning yeah. to end. Even when I have to, for copyright purposes, like edit like little clips. Like I try to edit. Like I I actually take the time to edit it so that the words and so that the editing looks clean yeah. and it looks like it actually was supposed to be that way even though i had to do it because i had to clip five seconds out here and five seconds out there oh. and I had to find the most useless you know the best part is when like the sharks say something and then the entrepreneur repeats it because then i'll just cut out both and i'm like boom got my time <laughs> like now now i can move forward you know and and get it up on back on youtube um, it's so, it's so ridiculous. I, I, I probably should just ask for permission at some point, but I, I don't want to, you know, tip the apple cart. Yeah. It's like, you know what they say, it's better to ask for forgiveness, right? I, that's what I do. That's, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but you know, some, someday it would be nice to be able to just upload the video and not have to worry about these things at literally yeah. 11 o'clock at night. Cause I put, I record the night that they air. Yeah. So like it airs and I'm recording like you were the first pitch. You were the first episode to go up and was yeah. pro if I had to guess was probably up before the episode finished airing here on the East Coast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So like, I yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to my Friday off this week. I, in fact, I was just talking to my my boy, Matt, who uh, is you know on this on the channel from quite a bit when I play games. And I was like. Matt, what are you doing Friday night? I was like, Shark Tank's not on. So do you want to come watch the kids so we can go out and have a dinner? <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll find out for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. But um, so, uh, Laura, so there is a question I, I do want to ask. I, I've been, I forgot that in my, in my old show, I used to ask this question as a, as a standard answer. It was like the second to last question of the show. And I want to bring it back here. And you're the first person I'm getting to ask this question to. Um, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you, is this, is this where you envisioned yourself? Oh man. Um, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you saw from the show, I, I grew up living all over the world. Um, and, um, when I went to college, um, I started as a pre-med major, which was not what I wanted to be when I grew up. That was more you know, you're the kid of immigrant parents and that's the immigrant dream. Like you're going to be a doctor. So as, as the, you know, the, um, com compliant child, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go pre-med and man, it took me three semesters to just like think, no, I, this is not, this is not for me. And I switched to international business. Um, which is um, 
really what, uh, what my dream always was. Like I, I wanted to have my own business. Um, I wanted to travel the world um, and I wanted to control my own destiny. And uh, so for undergrad, I ended up doing international trade and finance, um, very finance economics heavy and uh, grad school MBA uh, with a marketing focus. Um, so I kind of felt like I was touching on both sides and, um, and ended up actually going on to have a pretty successful marketing career, um, in toys. So, um, you know, worked, uh, at toy companies around the world and, um, was really fortunate from the beginning to realize that I had, landed in the right place for me. I absolutely loved working in toys. Um, it, I felt like it was my calling and um, did that for almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, but um, the the other side of me is a passionate foodie. Um, and every, every moment I'm either thinking about food or preparing food or eating food. Um, and, uh, even on business trips, like my teams knew, like if you're traveling with Laura, don't even try to book a restaurant because, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's already taken care of. You're going to be told what you're eating. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that food's been a big part of my life. So anyway, long winded way to say that at, at the end of the day, fry away has ended up being kind of like that, that perfect, um, you know, um, intersection of my my personal and professional uh, passions. No, I, I I love it. I love it. And uh, because you're not on Shark Tank at this point, can you say some of the projects that you worked on? Because if you did in the tank, it, it was cut out. Yeah. Um, so I um, I started out at Fisher Price. I, I worked on the Disney portfolio, and the very first brand Ooh. that I worked on was Win Winnie the Pooh. Which, you know, was, man, that was my dream. And I just, I remember my very first meeting. I'll never forget. I was sitting in, I was a newbie in the company, um, sitting next to a designer and we're brainstorming new um, new toys for, for the next season. And, um, you know, as I'm, I'm talking out loud, brainstorming out loud, the designer sitting next to me was literally sketching live my words. Like she was sketching the toy that I was, describing with my words. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is it. Like I have arrived. This is, this is what I was meant to do. Um, and, uh, and then from there, I mean, you know, I worked on, on, on everyone's favorite purple dinosaur on Barbie. Hey, did, so uh, did, you, did you see that yet? The documentary? I, I love you. Not. You hate me. Uh, my, my good, uh, well, I want to say a good friend, but a friend of mine, uh, to, uh, to Tommy Avalon worked on that, uh, did that, that, uh, film. Oh, I have it's to a, watch it. It's a two-part documentary about all the craziness that happened around Vardy. I personally haven't gotten a chance to watch it. It's it's in my it, it it's probably my next one up. Okay, I think there's a there's a new Barney being launched, isn't there? I believe so. I think yes, I saw something like that. Yeah. Yep. Um. So let's see. So from there, I worked. Uh, moved to Korea. Worked at the largest um, kids animation company in Korea. Um, and then uh, moved to LA to work at Mattel um, and did a global global rebrand and relaunch of the largest action figure in Latin America, Max Steel, and then um, launched Disney Frozen 
toys uh, when the first movie came out. Um, so I've had, I've well, and, and then I went to Lego. Um, so I moved to, to Denmark, worked at Lego headquarters, um, and, uh, and, and worked on, on the girls' business at Lego. So I've really had an incredible opportunity to work with, um, you know, amazing designers, incredible strategists, um, and that's that's kind of also formed who I am and, and the direction that I've taken. Wow, that is that is quite a journey that uh, we didn't get to hear all about <laughs> in the in the Shark Tank uh, episode and. Uh, the, yeah, that is that is phenomenal though and and getting to so so how did you end up in new hampshire then like of all the places oh, you can live like and you that's have a long lived. story <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that's a story um so you know my husband and i we, we were living in denmark decided we wanted to move back to the u.s and we've both lived in a lot of places and traveled a lot and so we made a checklist of you know all the things that we wanted out of the next place where we we're going to live and uh, Boston kind of ticked all the boxes. So it was a very logical, practical approach to where we would move. And um, it turned out to be spot on. I mean, I absolutely love Boston. Um, and had COVID not happened, um, I think we would have been there, you know, very long term. But COVID did happen. And COVID in a city with two small kids and no school um was not a fun situation and um when we're in not fun situations what we do best is pick up and move and we did we basically decided to move out to new hampshire um where we had you know there was more space uh, the girls could go to school um in person because they didn't have the same um stuff that the cities were big cities were dealing with um, and so that's how New Hampshire happened. And um, we haven't really looked back. It, you know, it was, it was the perfect decision for us at the time for our family. Um, it allowed us to continue to have routines and to feel some sense of normalcy in a world that was completely down. Um, so that's it. That's New Hampshire. <laughs> I, I I laugh because as somebody who had two young kids, uh, you know, one not in school and one that was in preschool at the time, and then had to do virtual preschool, which was oh horrible. Uh, look, I mean, got you know, bless our our our, our teacher, Miss Chris. You did great. Like you you handled it um, for the best we could, and we you could, uh, but it still sucked. <laughs> it was not good. It was hard. And yeah, I mean, for preschoolers, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I, God, I, but I, I just, every day, even though it was really tough to deal with two young kids from like 6am until like 9pm when they're fighting us, still fighting us to go to bed. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, can you please just go to bed? So, you know, mommy and I can eat a dinner and have a, an adult conversation before we go to bed. Just stay in your room. I don't care. Stay up all night. I don't care. I just don't care at this point. We need to have these conversations yeah. um, to stay sane. And uh, yeah, I, I just, th you know, so thankful that we live in a, you know, in a, in a, big house that yeah. you know relatively big house um with a big yard with our own pool and like yeah. you know amenities so it was like 
I, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, I have friends that lived let live in the village in in yeah. New York, right? Like I have friends that live in other cities, like Boston. I have friends that still live in Boston, right? Like in these apartments yeah. and and have kids. And I'm like, God, how during that time it was, it was, uh, God, it's just, it was hard. And you know, some some you know some schools were better than others. Um, the the school system. Um, for us, just it, it fell apart. It was national news how, how the school system fell apart. Uh, my my nine year old, she was six then. Um, she had two thirty minute um, online classes per week. That was it. Two thirty minute classes per week. I mean, um, that's not a lot, but no. it's better than trying to force them into a, you know, like the high schoolers and stuff that had to do like, hey, you got all day to sit online, like, oh. Uh, yeah, no, it just it, it wasn't even worth trying to get her on for 30 minutes. Like it was more disruptive than anything. But anyway, we made it work. You know, a lot of people made it work. Um, it was a tough time for a lot of people. Um, and now I think we're all pretending it never happened. So that's interesting to see, too. <laughs> well, I, I laughed when you said, oh, it's 2015. I wanted to say, oh, that was just five years ago, Laura. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, got the t- you get the COVID time warp where it's like, no, that was eight years ago. And we're eight yeah. years pretty darn close to 10 years ago at this point. Know. You know? Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. It's it's uh, all the time. That's a, I, I was at a family reunion over the weekend and we were, I was like, oh, I haven't seen Cousin Eddie in like forever. Or, you know, they're like, oh, it wasn't that long ago. And I'm like, no, it was like 2018. That wasn't <laughs> oh, that wasn't two years ago. That was like, you know, five years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's like time, like that time is lost. It's it's so bizarre. It is. It is. So, Laura, tell everybody where they can go and get their own fry away. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, fryaway.co, um, our, our websites, um, of course on Amazon. And, um, if you live near a Kroger grocery store, um, we're in Kroger now and, um, we're going to be launching in, in a bunch of other chains very soon. So I'm really excited. Um, we're actually launching in sporting goods stores. Um, you can find us in the camping and outdoor cooking section. Um, in grocery stores, you can find us in the oil aisle. Um, we're, uh, we're making our way to a grocery store near you. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The, uh, yeah, so that, that, that's a, that's a great point too on the, on the camping side, right? Cause so many people cook with the, the frying pan and you, you know, you don't have to necessarily use grease but you'll have some grease and uh you'll have a way of easily disposing of it uh responsibly well, a lot like, of a lot of rvers a lot of boaters um yeah. they need to eat right so yeah definitely and they're having a way of getting rid of the fat uh instead of yeah. just hey take this dump behind a tree exactly <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that <laughs> no absolutely not uh, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. It's been My an pleasure. absolute pleasure, and I'd love to have you on again. Anytime. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Joe. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for making it all the way to the end of this video. I appreciate you being a part of the super community. Uh, if you haven't watched Laura's pitch yet, click on up here. If not, we'll see you down in the video below. Take care and go be super.